welcome to the University of Redlands Department of Teaching and Learning podcast series. Today, we are going to talk about the multi-genre research project with Dr. Brian Charest. I am Dr. Nicole Howard. Okay, let's dive right into question number one. Can you please tell us why you chose the multi-genre research project as an option for students in your class? So I chose the multi-genre project because I like um, the way that it allows students to explore the way that genre shapes the way that we understand the world and the way that the genres help students to understand um, different ways of knowing which lead to different ways of seeing a particular thing. So, for example, if you are doing research on, let's say, um, how to ride a bike. So if you took um, a scientific perspective and you were to look at how to ride a bike from the standpoint of someone who studies motion and gravity and... Um, resistance, you could come up with a certain kind of explanation for that uh, experience. Now, if you decided to write a poem, let's say about the time that you first learned to ride a bike, there's a different sort of frame and a different way of knowing and understanding that same experience. Um, and I think multi-genre allows students to take a question or an issue, or a topic that they're really excited about, passionate about, and explore it through these different lenses or these different frames. And that's what the genres allow us to do. So it takes the idea of traditional research and it um, adds certain additional dimensions. And I like it because it allows for students across disciplines to maybe experiment in ways of knowing, ways of thinking, and ways of learning that um, are outside of their disciplinary framework. I'd also like to just add that the multi-genre project, the multi-genre research project, I first encountered multi-genre research project um, when I was learning um, to become an English teacher. And there's a guy named Tom Romano, and you can find his work online. He wrote a book called... Um, um, what the heck was it called? It's on multi-genre research. Um, Blending Genre, Altering Style is the title of the book. Um, so that was the first book that I read on multi-genre research. People had been doing multi-genre research before Tom Romano sort of coined the term and wrote a book about it, but he was really the first one that I encountered that had, had undertaken this sustained effort to write about multi-genre research. And you can find lots of other people who have since um, written about multi-genre, and you can find examples of it um, out in the world as well. Tom Romano's work sounds fascinating, so I hope that our listeners pick up a copy of his book. Um, leads me to my next question. What are the key components to this multi-genre research project? So the key components of a multi-genre project are 
I guess I would say the first thing you need to have is passion for your topic or your question um, because that's what's going to sustain you through um, the high points but also the low points where you're struggling to um, figure things out and bring things together. In addition to that, I usually ask students to um, include a few genres that I choose. So I ask students often to include interviews or an, or an interview. I ask students to include a poem, a visual story, so some kind of graphic um, or comic or photo essay. Um, I usually ask students to do an FAQ page, so frequent, frequently asked questions, and this is a way for students to incorporate what we might consider more traditional research into the project, so they can write a list of questions that somebody might have about their topic or their question, and then they can do research and answer those questions and cite those sources in the FAQ page. Um, FAQs are great because it's something that most students are familiar with. If you've been to a website, um, there's usually an FAQ page. Um, and so there are lots of examples of how to do that on, online. Um, but I think, I think maybe the most important thing to think about when doing multi-genre is that it's not a scrapbook. Uh, it's not a traditional research paper, but what it is is a way of exploring a question or a topic or an issue through multiple genres and then figuring out a way to kind of bring it all together in some form. Um, I like to talk up to students about using a kind of a master genre that can pull everything together. So sometimes students, um, you know, uh, sometimes in the past students have created um, magazine. Um, so they use a magazine format to then include all their all their genres under um, the umbrella of that one master genre. Now, there are lots of ways to kind of think about um, how you might bring the project together. And there's really no one way um, that's the right way to do it. So this is another part of the um, kind of problem solving and sort of critical thinking that goes into doing a multi-genre project. Because once you start to explore your issue, question, topic through these multiple genres, then you need to start thinking about how are you going to present this work in a way that is legible, understandable to your audience. I guess I would just add that the multi-genre research project does have to have research in it. So you have to have um, evidence that you have explored this topic read about this topic, talked about people, talked with people about your topic or your issue or question, investigated your own um, understanding of or experience with the issue or topic, um, and then figure it out how to kind of put that together. Excellent and exciting work, I, I might add. Can you also maybe tell us um, how you support your students through their projects? The way that I support students through the process of creating multi-genre, and I'll just say here that students do need a lot of support. Many students are really um, kind of thrown off by the idea or challenged by the idea of doing a multi-genre project when it's first introduced. And so... One of the ways that I break it down for students is um, to have them, you know, first develop a proposal, creating a list of things that they are passionate about and would want to learn more about or explore further. And then from that list, kind of paring it down to one issue, topic or question that they're going to 
um, explore for the multi-genre project. In addition to that, um, I have the, the project broken up into its components, and then I have students develop those pieces. So let's say um, students are working on the FAQ page or students are working on the poem. Um, they bring in drafts and they workshop those in, in writing groups. They get feedback from their peers and they get feedback from me. And so it's not the kind of thing where I've just kind of thrown out this idea and then said, get to work on it um, and turn it in at the end of the semester. We're actually working on the different pieces of the project throughout the term. And this allows students to develop the project and start to see possibly new and interesting ways to take the project um, through their conversations with their peers and by looking at models of multi-genre projects, but also I think really in sort of even more powerful than looking at models is talking to each other about what people are up to because people in the class um, bring in lots of really interesting and creative ideas about how they've decided to do their work. And many of these folks were folks who were who were pretty resistant to the idea of multi-genre at the start, but once they kind of um, give themselves over to the process, they end up having lots of ideas they didn't think um, they would have at the start. And I really believe the idea that creativity and um, ideas are contagious. And so in the classroom, having that space to share those ideas is, I think, one of the ways um, that we can help support students kind of see this project through to the end. Very interesting. And I do hope that our students and our faculty have an opportunity to have those rich discussions about the different project ideas. I really have uh, taken from what you just shared that the communication between colleagues related to this project is just as important as completing the project alone. So thank you for that. Can you also share with us an example of a topic that you have seen students address through their multi-genre projects? So as you can imagine, um, students take the project in lots of different directions. And to be quite honest, I, I tell the students um, right from the get-go that there's no topic, at least in my mind, that's off limits, as long as it's appropriate to um, the context. So a question that came up one semester that I taught the multi-genre research project was, does it have to be education related? And that really generated an interesting conversation about the possibility of asking a question that has nothing to do with education or has no educational value. Um, and so some students chose, and I advised students to kind of think about ways that they could think, of, think about connecting their research topic to school, home, and community cultures, and also um, to consider questions of um, justice, um, questions of democratic participation, and questions of equity. So that's a lot to consider, I know, but um, I do want students really to think about the multi-genre research project not just as um, this personal inquiry project that they are developing and creating, but also as a model for a kind of research that they could do in their own classrooms that would help their students more explicitly and intentionally connect um, their home cultures and their community cultures with what's going on in school. So 
Um, for example, I had a student one year who decided to do her multi-genre project around the idea of fatherhood and what it means to be a father. And so, as you can imagine, she interviewed her, I think it was her fiancé at the time, she interviewed her own father, she interviewed her, her grandfather, um, and then she was able to talk to um, some other fathers that she knew and she asked them questions, and she incorporated their stories into her project. Um, I had a student who was really um, kind of troubled by the fights that she had been having for years with her daughter over doing homework after school, and so she chose... Um, being a teacher herself, she decided to look at the research on homework, but also to explore um, people's stories about <clears throat> doing homework and trying to get their kids to do homework and whether or not it was worth it as parents for us to be having these, um, you know, these fights essentially with our students about doing homework. Um, so she looked at research, but she also looked at um, personal stories and her own um, experience with homework to try to figure out what are some of the ways that homework can be used um, to really support student learning and not just as this like empty exercise of like um, filling out worksheets. Um, I had another student who had um, told a story about being taken under his wing um, by uh, a neighbor taken under the wing of, a, of this of this neighbor of neighbor who um, who took him around the world, um, took him and um, his son around the world traveling, and so he did this whole project around the idea of cross cultural experiences and the value of um, those kinds of experiences. Um, the student's own father had died very at a very young age, and so he didn't have. Um, a father figure in in his life and so he kind of did a multi-genre research project about this relationship but also about um, travel and why um, in particular in lower income um, school serving lower income communities there weren't these opportunities for cross-cultural travel and it's something that he was very passionate about um, introducing um, to the community um, had another student who did a project on students with special needs. So all of her children um, have been identified as students with special needs. And she did a multi-genre research project about sort of the identification process and how that process kind of attempts in a certain way to shape a student's identity around a disability. And so she wanted to kind of take back control of that narrative to tell a different story about her children and focus it on their abilities. And so all of her, all of her children were um, artistic in, in different ways. One was really into theater. One was a musician who wrote songs and was in a band. Another one was um, a visual artist who painted and drew pictures. And so she got their stories, but then she also, when she presented her project, she brought them all to class and they all um, performed or um, displayed their work and talked about their, their creative work. So she kind of gave them a, an opportunity to showcase what the things that they were passionate about and the things that they could do. Um, so those are just some examples of um, the kinds of multi-genre research projects um, 
And I think really you're, we're only limited um, by sort of things that we, you know, want, want to know more about um, and are passionate about learning about. Wow, I'd say fascinating and meaningful work for sure. Um, finally, what advice would you give to students as they navigate their multi-genre research projects? You know, I think the best advice that I could give to a student starting out on a multi-genre project is really to begin with that that moment of introspection where you're really trying to be honest with yourself and figure out what are the things that you really care deeply about? What are you passionate about? What do you want to learn more about? Because I think from there, there's so much possibility. If you can tap into that, um, then you'll, you'll find a way to, um, you know, sustain yourself through the, um, the hard work of, of getting the project done. And, you know, I'll be honest when I tell students this in my classes that the best research emerges from those spaces where it's so clear in the writing and in the work, um, even in traditional, what we consider traditional academic research, um, it's coming from this place of like a deep passion and a deep concern and a deep care for the work um, and the people involved in the work um, that the that the that the scholar the researcher is doing, um, and we all know from being in the classroom, um, or you'll know soon enough from being in the classroom, that when a student is asked to do something and they can't find a way to connect it to something that they care about, um, they don't see how it's relevant. They're not passionate about learning about it for whatever reason it's totally clear in the work. Um, and so multi-genre research really is a way to kind of help direct students toward the things that they um, want to know more about. And so I think that that is really the key. Um, and then, of course, talking to your peers, talking with your professor, reading, watching videos, um, documentaries, um, reading poetry, fiction, interviewing people, all of those things are going to generate energy and passion around the subject. And, you know, I just would say, you know, go for it, get into it, find the thing that you, that you really care about and, um, and do it. Well, that concludes our first podcast. Thank you very much, Dr. Charest, for joining us today to talk about the Multi-Genre Research Project. Again, I am Dr. Nicole Howard, and we thank you for listening, and we hope you come back again to hear more from us as we begin to explore our podcast even further. And we hope in the future to invite some uh, very interesting guests on as well. And also, we hope to talk more about other projects that are happening within our Department of Teaching and Learning. So thanks again for joining us, and have a wonderful day.